get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! City tonight, ladies and gentlemen, for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I know that. Man, what's up, my friends? Oh, another Tuesday night edition of Sports Done Right. This is the Sports Governor Vince Wright coming to you from the palatial governor's estate here, uh, parts unknown in the East Metro of the Twin Cities. I want to say what's up to everybody out there. And man, I don't even know what to say. I really don't even know what to say, but we're going to get into this gopher fiasco of a season here in a minute. Um, want to say what up to the first lady. She's actually taking over the situation room for some work function tonight. A little Zoom call going on. So the Gov had to retreat to the uh, executive bunker for tonight's show. Sports done right. Um, you can follow the show, by the way. You can follow me on Twitter. I am Vince Wright, also known as the Sports Governor of Minnesota. Check me out uh, at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can follow the show on Instagram at Sports Done Right. That's my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T. And you can also join the Facebook group as well. Same thing, Sports Done Right. Search us up. Ask to join. We'll let you in. Get your daily feed of sports stories. Throw your two cents in the mix. You know, do whatever you got to do, man. What up to you out there as well, my man, Big Game James Fuller in Phoenix, Arizona. want to say what up to um, just everyone, man, just everyone. Because we got to go no Vaseline style on, on these Golden Gophers tonight, man. And it is... <laughs> It's pathetic. It it really is. Um, we'll get into that. Vikings rebounding. Gotta like that. You know, they, they were out there, you know, looking like gophers. Now three wins in a row. And not only three wins, by the way. Um... 
you know, the trifecta of the division. So the golf, you know, the Gophers, they beat a downtrodden Illinois team. At least the Vikings took out an up and coming Green Bay team. But man, yeah, we will have to go no Vaseline tonight. Um, does anybody care about the NBA draft this year? I really don't think so. I know that there's the hardcore, you know, basketball people out there that get paid to break it down and do all that stuff, but no one really cares. And and ironically, it's the year that the Minnesota Timberwolves get the first pick in the NF, in the NBA draft, and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. And excuse my language, but these gophers got me feeling a certain way tonight. So there's going to be all kinds of words coming out the sports gov's mouth. Maybe not the show for the kids tonight. But nobody cares. You want you want LaMelo Ball? You really think any of these players are going to be, and of course, could be wrong. But I don't think any of these players are, are, are huge talents. I think, you know, it's kind of like the Kirk Cousins signing. I think they're in the right place at the right time. They're going to make some money. I don't know. But I've, I've been looking at a few mock drafts just because I wanted to speak on it tonight. And, you know, if the Timberwolves keep the pick, most are saying LaMelo Ball. Uh, I jumped. Here's what uh, CBS Sports had to say about him. None of the players in contention for the top spot are perfect fits for Minnesota. Great. So the Timberwolves should just take the best prospect prospect available. Um, in my mind, that player is LaMelo Ball, the 6'6 point guard who sees things most players his age cannot see and makes plays most players his age cannot make. And this is from an article from uh, Gary Parrish that was posted three hours ago on CBSSports.com under their NBA tab. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if that's all it's going to be, yeah, he's absolutely right. You got to take the guy that you think has the most talent. And yeah, I get it. You know, there's people that are going to be like, geez, now we got to put up with his dad and all this stuff. Uh, I don't know if that may be as big of an issue now as, as you know, it may have been, you know, a couple years back, but you know, you got James Weissman. He's a center. So, I mean, you know, you got cat here. Can't do him. You know, he's picked to go number two to golden state. You know, there's been talk about all the rest of them. You know, there's Anthony Edwards, the guard. Um, you know, Therese Halliburton out there. But OB Toppin, I don't know, man. It's just, and, and it sucks because, again, the Timberwolves get the top pick. And they're, I mean, there's just nothing out there that gets people excited. So we'll see what happens, but. I guess if you're going to keep the pick, look for them to probably wind up taking LaMelo Ball. Um, if anything, I mean, the last name's just going to gar- garner some press interest. And I guess maybe at this point, any interest in the Minnesota Timberwolves is good interest in the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll take it, I guess. So, you know, yeah, I mean, nobody seems to really care. You know, so draft is tomorrow night. And stay tuned. I mean, we'll watch, see what happens. But unless uh, something really, really big pops off, I think the T-Wolves will wind up 
taking ball and keeping that number one pick. So there you go. Want to say what up to Ann in Richfield, Minnesota. I want to say what up to Jeffrey in Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, they are listening to Sports Done Right. I want to say what up to another Jeff who is uh, listening in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. What up over there on a Great Lake, Michigan, just south of Enemyville, Green Bay. Appreciate that. And who else do we got? We have Mary listening in Prior Lake as well. All right, appreciate that. Uh, sports done right. Well, we got to do it, don't we? <laughs> we got to do it. We got to go no Vaseline. Damn. Oh, these gophers. These oh, yeah. gophers. It ain't over, motherfucker. No, it isn't. The motherfucking Oh, I'm sorry. There's no Vaseline. This is the unedited sports go tonight. So hide the kids. I don't know what to tell you. But now, since he stepped the fuck off. Gophers suck. Okay, let's let's just get that to, to where it needs to be. Um, You know... Since since last weekend, I've I've you know I've watched highlights. I've gone through stats. Uh, you know I did all that stuff a good sports guy should do. Um, but again, you know me, I'm about the eye test. So you know by the time we do a show on Tuesday night, I mean you know you don't want to hear me just come out here and, and run just mindless stats at you again. You've already had that. You know, for for the past two or three days on these games, the brain trust of this outfit needs to have a sit down. PJ, Joe Rossi, the defensive coordinator, Mike Sanford, the offensive coordinator, and the main man behind um, Tanner's total regression at quarterback, Mr. Morgan. There, um. Yeah, I, you know, where to start? Iowa obviously is not Illinois, but the thing you noticed right off the bat was, you know, that total regression again. And not only this time with the go for defense, the go for offense. Um, first, let me start with the Iowa offense. You know, we, we talked about them on a show last Thursday and, and everything actually that we kind of brought up kind of came to fruition a little bit. You know, they got their uh, top wide receiver back. He had a nice game. Uh, you know, the defense found a way to stop Mo Ibrahim and, and really just kind of make him look average. The play calling's atrocious. The, the clock management, all that stuff. And we're going to talk about that in a quick second. But there's just no, let's bring it to the gopher offense. This year, yeah, there's a new offensive coordinator. I get it. You got COVID. You got, you know, um, no spring practices going on. You got this really just up in the air thing where you can't be together and you, and obviously you can't even practice. Every team has that excuse this year. But, you know, this is Coach Flex fourth year in. These are his guys, and I heard it on on, on another show I was listening to um, er, earlier today. And I think that this gets lost in the mix. By the way, uh, the Gopher defense started seven 
upperclassmen, you know, grade-wise, juniors and above. Now, yeah, they, they haven't played a whole lot, but, you know, it is what it is. And to have that kind of regression on a defense where you've been here for four years and, you know, you're recruiting and, and you know, we hear all these magic stories on the recruiting going on. And then to come out and, you know, just play, just, it's, it's a shit show. I mean, it's just garbage. You know, this, this cadence with looking over to the sideline all the time and two, three, four times and just everything. There's no, doesn't seem to be no passion doesn't seem to be no real plan in place because we're seeing the same things. And then to just have these drawn out drives when you, when you have to play catch up is just not going to work. You know, the, the gopher football team, you know, they had at least offensively in the loss to Maryland, they put up the points. They did what they were supposed to do offensively against a very, weakened Illinois team and that was put the put the screws to them and they did but Iowa solid defense and the pressure that they got on the quarterback the way they shut down the run game you know Tanner Morgan's obviously he's focused in on Rashad Bateman only for the most part even though he does have some some weapons and Chris Altman Bell is is definitely one of them and and needs to be getting more looks. So he needs to be, you know, checking out his other receivers as well. Um, you know, offensive line, eh, you know, played good against, a, a, you know, a bad Illinois team, but it, it's just straight up garbage. And, you know, listen, the sports gov, Vince right, and again, you're listening to Sports Done Right on a Tuesday night edition here out of the great state of Minnesota, but... You know, I'm not off the PJ Fleck bandwagon, and I, and nor should you be. But if we're going to chalk this up to a lost season, I think in the second half of the season, you want to start seeing some progress. And I think that they need to have some new plays. I would love to see Morgan keep it on some of these option reads. I've talked about this before where, you know, the, the defense totally bites. And, you know, even though he doesn't have the football – if he had the football, nobody's around him for 10 yards. I would, you know, and I get it. You don't want to get your starter hurt, but man, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? But I'm just telling you that it, it's garbage. It, it, it really is. They they seem like they're they're stuck almost in like quicksand or something, you know, just they, they don't move. They, they don't seem to be inspired to, you know, what, you know, they get down and it's just, it's the same thing. It's that same cadence over and over. And I think that's where a lot of gopher fans are really getting upset as well, because there doesn't seem to be any, any, you know, fight in them. It's like, Hey man, we're down. We got to get going here. And they come out, and it's the same kind of plays. Uh, the focus on, you know, Rashad Bateman. And I get it, but, I mean, come on. You know, defensively, 
they went back to being the Gopher defense again. Again, Gopher defense showed up against a very bad Illinois team. But, you know, Iowa came to town. And and, and I, I unfortunately, because I watched the game with a, a friend of mine, Andrew Hayes, uh, unfortunately a, a Iowa fan, to, to make my night even more enjoyable. But we, we do this every year. The, the thing about the Iowa offense is, while not on paper, you know, these aren't big names and all this stuff, but again, they're just a very solid team. And they were running, man, where they weren't getting touched in like forever. They were not getting touched at all. So, you know, I mean, these running backs running 10, 12 yards, it seems, before they'd even get touched or tackled. And it's just like, well, the game's over. And I told you this on last Thursday's show. I, we were going to see early on, I thought, exactly how this game was going to play out. And and Gopher fans, before I get to the rest of the Big Ten, but Gopher fans, at 14-0, didn't that game feel like it was already 35 nothing? Just because there's no spunk, there's you know nothing that makes you believe that they're going to come back. And I know it's probably tough for Coach PJ because you obviously you have an eleven and two year last year, toast of the town, deservedly so. You know the the program making all the right strides, you know, game days coming to town, all that stuff, right? But now, PJ has also got to kind of figure out a way because now he's got to figure out a way. We haven't beaten I-1, what, six years? You know, we got a nice win a couple years ago to get the ax back from Wisconsin, but, I mean, we know about the domination of that series that, you know, goes beyond, obviously, PJ's, uh, tenure here, but we got to start seeing it on the field in rivalry games. And now that Michigan's back on the schedule too, because you know Michigan just has better athletes, and and you know they definitely proved that when they kicked our butt. But um, I think I saw on Twitter that this was the most disappointing Iowa loss since last year's Iowa loss. And last year the Gophers had a much better team. I thought they were the better team. Slow start, almost came back to win, but they had some options. So you got to find a way to get Ottman Bell and some different receivers going, bring in more running backs because you can't keep dumping it off to, to Big Mo all the time. But we'll see. You know, you got Purdue coming in. Um, I know a lot of local press is saying that this Purdue team actually stacks up pretty good for the Gophers to rebound and get a win. I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure because here's the other thing that that's playing into this. And again, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. You're listening to Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. Pressure. Gophers got to win. I mean, they have to win. These are young guys that, you know, have not played well. And if you get off to another slow start, 
against the Purdue Boilermakers. Man, it is going to be rough. It is really, really, really going to be rough. I'm telling you right now. So the Gopher Brain Trust, them coaches, they got to find a way to throw in some new plays. They got to motivate that that silly cadence of, of looking over to the line and all that stuff. Uh, I heard on Dan Barrero show a fan call in and he was complaining about that. And I totally agreed with him. I totally agreed with him because it's like, you know, go to the huddle, call a player to come up to the line, look at it, go with the player audible out and let's go because the gopher, gopher offensive line, half the offensive line is gone, but you gotta, you gotta, first you gotta block, but then you really got to start setting up some different options for you. Because if if all you're going to look to do is throw to Rashad Bateman, that makes it very simple to scheme. If that's all you're doing is that and handing it off to Mo. Now Mo goes as the line goes. So we'll see. But I mean, got to have other options because you don't want to bang him up either. And the other thing, no players on the defensive side of the ball. There are no... Um, Winfield Jr.'s over there. Somebody needs to to want to be that. And hopefully we will see that very, very soon. Um, again, the Gophers got Purdue coming into town this weekend. And, you know, we will see. I mean, this is just, it's, it's a weird enough time to even try and call some of these games. Especially with the Big Ten with the late start and, and just the really screwy practice schedules leading up to the start of this season and all that. But I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just going to let it play out. I have no picks for you because, you know, while Purdue isn't great, um... I just think that they've played a little more inspired football. And no, oh, by the way, they beat Iowa. Forgot to tell you that. So they come into town. Game is at 6.30 Central Time again. Purdue comes in. Uh, Purdue is 2-1. and one. They are... And by the way... They lost to number 19, Northwestern. Northwestern, we'll, we'll briefly touch on here in a minute. But I, you know, Purdue's just a better football team, in my opinion. Right now, hope the Gophers beat them. But we will see. Minnesota leads the series 39 to 33. Oh, it was so long ago now that we beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl. But. You know, losing 49-24 right off the bat to Michigan. This defense, which is just garbage.
Tanner Morgan. So, it is what it is, people. Again, I think, going to kind of maybe find out early (laughs) about this game. If the Gophers come out like a hot mess again. Whew, boy, it's going to be a, a straight straight shit show. All right, let's do this. Again, the sport's done right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. We're going to take our first break here, play a couple jams for you. Um, one, it's a potty, one of my favorite summer jams from uh, Yelia, uh, Jeff Fox's daughter, who is doing big things down there in the Miami music scene as well as the one and only LL Cool J. So let's do this. We will be right back. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right, coming to you live from the Twin Cities, from Minnesota, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I love you. We'll be right back. Mm. Go ahead, Daddy. It's a Queen's thing, baby. I'm going to dance with you. Track master, yeah. rock on. Chanel on your feet, hot sex, sex on a platter makes the mission complete. Uh. With cash doesn't mean your honey won't let me finesse that. You see, the moral of the story is a woman need love. The kind your so-called players never dreamed of. You got to try love, can't buy love. If you play your hand, then it's bye bye love. Wrong, but she wanna make love all night long. I'm gone. I wanna last with you. 
Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor. Coming to you live from the great state of Minnesota, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Again, check me out. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the Big Smooth One, the number one after the Big Smooth. Sports done right on Instagram, W R I G H T, and also the same on Facebook as well. 
And, well, I mean, you know, you got to give the Vikings props, man. I mean, down, but now back. wasn't a pretty game you know these aren't two of the still these aren't two of the the better teams obviously the bears started off hot but they're they're going south and you know the vikings found a way and at this point you just want to stack up victories doesn't have to necessarily be pretty um but defense did a good enough job Whereas, you know, half of the Bears' points, you know, came from that Cordero Patterson run back. And by the way, phenomenal. May get some Hall of Fame consideration for what he does. Um, So props to you, Mr. Patterson. A lot easier to say when the Vikings win the game, of course. But another guy I wanted to give a shout out to. And I always screw his name up. Hercules. Matiafa. That's what I'm going to go with. You know who I'm talking about. Listen. That dude had pressure on the quarterback. He's a, he's a baller. He can tackle. He plugs holes. And he is really, in my humble opinion, becoming one of the stars on this Vikings defense. And I know we got Harry the Hitman, always been a fan favorite for what he does back there in the, as, in the defensive backfield. But Hercules, Hercules is really starting to become the star of this defense and uh, just very impressive at, with his progression. And, and last night, very, very solid player um, on the defensive side of the ball. Mentioning the Hitman, uh, Hitman Harry. He had a uh, pick yesterday as well. So just some mad props out there for the Vikings defense. We don't get to say that a whole lot. And I get it, it's the Bears and they're going the wrong way. And obviously late in the game, Nick Foles, man, he went down hard in a weird kind of backbending way. And, and in all seriousness, I, I really hope he's okay because the reaction he had to that was just not good. Kirk Cousins, listen. Because, again, people accuse me of being one of those Kirk Cousins haters. I'm always down for whoever's the quarterback on the Minnesota Vikings. That's my team. You know, he he threw an interception that really shouldn't, shouldn't have been an interception last night. But, you know, he played a decent game. So he deserves credit for that. You know, Dalvin Cook kind of came back to earth. Um, that that solid Bears defense. And I think the Bears wanted to, to let it be known that Dalvin Cook is not going to beat us. <laughs> I, I really, between all the John that was going on on the field last night, I really do believe that was the case, that... The Bears, uh, Khalil Mack and company were anybody else, not you.
And when he has time to throw the ball, he has options. Phenomenal, phenomenal grab by the main man, Adam Thielen, last night. Props to you, sir, on that one-handed grab in the end zone. You know, a couple big grabs by the rookie, J.J. Justin Jefferson. And I've been saying it for years, and the guy keeps proving me right. Every time you get the ball to Rudolph, when the, when the ball is in his hands, good things happen. I've been saying it ever since I started this podcast. And Kyle's just it's solid, you know. He just, he's, he's like the fine wine. He's getting better. So offense, cool. Defense, cool comes together and again I get it this is a horrible Bears offense at the time but you know like I said a win's a win um, you know Eric Kendricks the hitman Hercules we, we got, got some pieces in place they just need to keep working on their craft and getting better um, and you know, now at four and five, the Vikings are on the outside of the playoff hunt still, but a lot closer than they were a month ago. And in these COVID times, who knows how it's going to break down. Right. Couldn't tell you, but it, it was a lot of fun. Got the. Your sports governor got the privilege again of hanging out with Vikings legend Tommy Kramer last night. And, by the way, uh, one of his dear friends showed up, Mr. Ted Brown, a former Vikings running back out of North Carolina State. Hung out with the folks and uh, watched the game last night. So, again, that was a lot of fun. Who knows? Maybe we'll try and get old uh, TK on the podcast here, uh, see if we can set something up. But he, his people... Um, Buddy, um, Terry, she's a doll, um, TJ out there as well, to open their place up and their hearts and, and home up to the to the, the fans to, to do this. And, you know, Tommy, who is always just love hanging out with the Vikings fans, you know, um, cause you know, he brings his friends and former players. They do little caravans, to different sports bars and stuff. I mean, this has just really been a treat for me and for everybody who's got to partake in this. So, um, to those folks, a very hearty thank you. And let's do this because actually I forgot to pull up the, um, Minnesota Vikings schedule here um, before I wanted to talk to them. So next Sunday, we got the Cowboy game. That's a later afternoon start, 325. I mean, honestly, why can't they beat Dallas? Then you're back at 5 and 5, and then it's on. Panthers come to town, and boy, that would have been something November 29th. Teddy Bridgewater. People, see, people still don't understand the love that Teddy Bridgewater has in this state with this fan base and, and probably forever will. And man, wouldn't that have been something 
to have you know sixty five seventy thousand down there at U.S. Bank Stadium to welcome back the one and only, the one and only Teddy. I mean Ted, just still well respected. Um, Bridgewater is just loved throughout the state, and man, that would have been something. But no fans. But regardless, uh, Teddy B coming back to town here. Then the Jaguars come to town. Okay, I mean, again, not impressed. So why can't they? I mean, go, you know, the Gophers, <laughs> the Vikings, all of a sudden can really if if they stay focused and start playing, can put something together. And then you get your your big one, December thirteenth. You're going down to Tampa Bay, Brady and company. Then in December, you got the Bears coming back to town, so they'll be looking to definitely get a little revenge. And then you hit the road on uh, Christmas Day, the Vikings and the New Orleans Saints down there in the Big Easy. And, you know, they they haven't said if they're going to use Hill or uh, Jameis Winston down there yet. I imagine it's probably going to be a mixture of both. But, yeah, that, that just real quick to jump off the Vikings. Drew Brees, man, get well, bro. That He got jacked up two weeks ago. He broke two ribs on one side, comes back or two or three or breaks a couple more or two or three more on the other side this past weekend. Collapsed lung? The hell's going on? A collapsed lung? Man, retire. You got a chip. You got records. You're up there with the, the, the upper echelon quarterbacks in history. Think long and hard about it, Drew Brees. Long and hard about it, bro. You got to go. But anyway, wish you well. And, you know... Again, with the Vikings, it's just the eye test. Yeah, you know, it it wasn't pretty last night. It's not always going to be pretty. But again, a win is a win. And that's what you want to start is just bank these W's, man. And there's no reason. Look, man, Vikings, you know, they're on a three-game winning streak now. This might be a six-game winning streak. Because they can beat Dallas. They can beat Teddy and crew. You know, Panthers are, are, are a decent team. And then, like I said, the Jaguars. But not to get too far ahead of myself, let's just focus on this Cowboy game next week. Um, how do you feel about Dallas? Two and seven. Not impressive. Just always something going on down there in Dallas, and, and they just can't seem to get it right. Can their defense slow down Dalvin? You know, this might be an opportunity for our offense to 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 throw some points on the board here. Because nobody is impressed with them Cowboys. They suck. Now, of course, I'll probably have to eat my words after Vikings lost next week, but whatever. 
So I don't know, man. I, again, just, just not feeling it with Dallas. So I think the Vikes will find a way to win this game. I think they'll win by at least 10 points. And we're off and running, baby. We are off and running. All right, with that being said, I'm going to get on out of here. This has been another edition of Sports Done Right. Uh, we are working on some big things. Uh, we got some interviews coming up down the pipe here, and hopefully we uh, – one that I'm going to work on too is uh, Shango James, Jamal James, um, the um, interim welterweight belt holder who is uh, making big moves in the world of boxing out of Minneapolis here. And, again – COVID hit it, but he is part of the um, um, professional boxing series, a lot of Fox broadcasts, and we're going to try and get him on with the help of our friend Rob Lear, who's a former sportscaster, uh, now owns his own consulting firm here and works a lot with Shango. Um, we are going to be reaching out to some friends you've heard here before, some new voices, and I can't wait to share it with you. So. And the show is working on some big things as well, including a future video component. So you can actually watch your sports governor, whether that's live on YouTube, Facebook, whatever it's going to be. So, all right, y'all have a great night. Enjoy it. Tuesday night, tomorrow's Wednesday. You're halfway home through the work week. Make sure you're listening on demand live. I don't care how you do it. Just listen. Sports done right. We are on YouTube. Um, all major streaming platforms, you know, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, uh, we're on all of them. Just Google search it. You'll find it. Make sure you listen, download, do what you got to do, but make sure you just keep supporting. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for checking us out here. I'm going to get gone. This has been sports done right. Let's go Vikings. Let's go Gophs. And uh, I guess we're going to have go for basketball and go coming up here soon. And um, we'll have some more NBA talk next week, obviously following this draft. You know, we'll see if anything just really uh, pops off here. Looks like, oh, by the way, real quick before we do get out of here, um, there was a little bit of movement today. Uh, as Chris Paul was dealt down to Phoenix. So, you know, maybe Phoenix now learning from the football team, the basketball team's like, hey, we want to be for real down here. And quite honestly, no reason why they shouldn't be. Phoenix obviously is a great town. I love going down there and hanging out with my friends. You know, it's it's there's no reason. I mean, a beautiful weather, the palm trees, great, you know, everything. Why have they sucked so long in the NBA? When they used to be a dominant force out west. So keep it tuned there. Props to the Miami Dolphins. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, um, what they're doing down there. And for my dad and, and my dad's side of the family from western Pennsylvania. Props to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 38 to 10 over Cincinnati. They go to 9 and 0 and I mean they're just doing everything right. So we're going we're going to take a little closer look at the steel curtain here and uh Pittsburgh and just kind of see what they're doing and why they're doing it so well because they are undefeated and 
They are obviously the class of the AFC. So y'all have a good night. Stay safe in them streets. Be cool. And we will be back with you. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor. Appreciate you listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.